Good afternoon. Welcome to the Logan Update. Um, this afternoon, we thought we'd cover a little bit on technical analysis with uh, with Al Bessie, with my partner Al Bessie here on the on the growth team. And Al, you know, one of the questions that uh, we get a lot from clients recently is back in March. Um, one of the observations was is often you know when you get a low, the extreme low like that, it's not surprising to see the market go back and retest those lows. I vaguely remember you saying that as we get further away from that, that becomes less and less likely. Um, is that still the case? Yes. Historically, when you do have a waterfall event and the markets drop sharply, um, there is a likelihood of retesting those lows and perhaps even going a little bit lower to put a base in under the market. Uh, history has shown repeatedly that the longer you go without a sharp retest, the, the less likely of a deep retest um, and the, uh, the less deep it will be and the quick, more quickly it will recover. You have to remember though, this waterfall event we saw in March was kind of a self-inflicted one. It wasn't traditional in the sense it wasn't driven by an ec economy falling apart or monetary missteps by the Fed or, or worldwide recession like we've seen in the past. So as you re may remember, uh, we basically turned off our economy voluntarily. Uh, the feeling was that while it was, you couldn't turn it back on to full speed quickly, but once we did get it turned back on, you have to remember our economy was in good shape going in. Then there were many who expected that things would bounce back. Uh, and certainly that has been true of the market. So we are very uh, uh, fortunate that the market has recovered. In fact, we've gotten an August where uh, just about all but three days this month, the market has been higher. Uh, some of the indices reaching new highs yet again today. So it looks it looks likely that any pullback will be as a result of that March low right now. Right. Which is, I guess, good news. It is sort of funny, the snapback. Um, and you're right, the, the shutdown is very different. And, you know, the way we saw the performance on value stocks, you know, energy and things like that, a shutdown's not a recession. So everything's been a little bit off. You know, that being said, then, if we look forward, how the technicals look, does it look like we're out of the woods or, yeah. you know, what's the mix there now that we're in this? New okay, well, I'll give you a recap. There are three things I'll briefly talk about today. Three things we're cautious about, three things we're optimistic about, and three things we're going to watch going forward. So on the cautions, valuations, tech has been the mighty leader here. The, the, the tech stocks, the, the, uh, the fangs, the whatever you want to call them, that group of stocks that are so dominating the markets are up 45% as a group, whereas the S&P 500 is up single digits. And without tech, the S&P is still down. So we have this very narrowing of breadth into tech. That's not necessarily bad because that is the way of the future, as we've said to uh, said on these uh, videos before. We've been looking for stocks that lead the U.S. economy and consumer into the future. What happened now isn't a real change, but just an acceleration of those trends we've been watching for. What we thought might take two or three years took two or three weeks or two or three months with the pandemic environment. So we still think that there is um, a, a good reason to be, have exposure to tech. Uh, uh, so number two, uh, housing. Now, last week, housing came in at barn burning above, above expectations in terms of housing starts. That's good on the surface. However, we are starting to see the sort of bubble, the potential for housing, another housing bubble uh, to come into place. 
this time we have a pretty solid driving force behind it as we have a population in the United States that is continuing to want to move out of the city and into areas where they're not so compressed and around people. Uh, this will probably reverse itself at some point in the future, but it will probably never revert to where it used to be or not in a very long time. And number three, consumer sentiment is a bit of a caution after some very good rebounding consumer sentiment. We did see a little bit of weakness with most recent readings. What we want to watch for is make sure that the consumer uh, doesn't get disheartened about the recovery. But this leads us to things that make us optimistic. And uh, first and foremost, on the heels of consumer sentiment, is uh, we are seeing the COVID numbers improve across the nation. Uh, certainly have a long ways to go, but even those hot spots like Arizona and Florida and South Carolina or Mississippi, those numbers are dropping. In some spots, they've dropped, uh, new cases per day have dropped dramatically. Uh, so that is, is tends to be indicating that uh, the perhaps overdue um, uh, techniques to minimize the spread of the virus, primarily face masks, uh, are are working, it appears. I give credit to a lot of the big box stores, the Home Depots and the Lowe's and the Walmarts and the Costco's, which they stepped up and basically said, you got to wear a mask coming to our store. It wasn't something local governments could do for fear of reprisal, but the big box retailers had the authority to control who comes into their store. And I think the good thing is it's made the general public realize that, hey, this is a really important thing to do. And it, it appears to be working. The numbers are dropping. So we have to watch out the, to watch those numbers to see if they continue to, to uh, come down. Also on the upside, um, we have the uh, AAII sentiment poll of investors. Right now it's about uh, coming in at about 32% bullish. The most we weekly, uh, recent weekly reading, 28% neutral and 40% bearish. Historically, it would be very, very unusual to have a bull market end with this higher percentage of negative bulls and this relatively lower percentage of, uh, I mean, sorry, of bears and this lower percentage of bulls. Basically, at the end of markets, market tops when things fall apart, this sentiment reading has 60, 70, 75% bullish reading, and we're nowhere near that right now. There's still a wall of worry, which uh, is a good thing for the market. So we're still in an unloved bull. bull. Exactly, exactly. And lastly, on, on the things that make us uh, optimistic going forward, um, the market is very strong. There's a lack of uh, negative leadership, not much uh, uh, interest in selling. What we've had experience uh, in June, what's called a breadth thrust. That's where buying pressure outweighs selling pressure, um, the 10-day ratio, by more than two to one. Now, this reading has only happened 18 times since 1950. So in the past 70 years, we've only gotten positive, this type of positive signal 18 times. And in 17 out of those 18 times, the market was almost 20% higher 12 months later. The one time it wasn't up, it was down about 6%. But by far, this is overwhelming evidence historically that the market has some move to run ahead of us. Now, those are the three optimistic things. Think three things we're watching going forward that we'll have to see how they develop. First and foremost, the Fed. Uh, certainly, it's clear they want to keep interest rates low. They're sort of caught in a box. On the other hand, you have to have inflation 
to get things going again, at least some controlled inflation. So we're going to see how the Fed deals with this, how the Fed gets banks to start lending money to get the economy going. The banks are hunkering down and tightening down on all their cash. They've got a lot of cash. They just don't want to lend it. So the Fed's going to have its work cut out for it going forward. And we're going to have to see how they deal with it. Number two, the COVID situation, the vaccine, as it becomes available, Abbott Labs announcement today of the five minute test, which isn't perfect, but certainly is a huge step forward in allowing quick and easy tests to see uh, who may or may not be infected. If we do get continue to get good news on the development of vaccines, uh, that could uh, certainly boost that consumer sentiment, which was wavering a little bit in most recent reading. And of course, we'll have to watch out for the second wave or third wave, I guess, the, the, the fall. Who's counting wave waves, a, right? But yeah. Yes, who's yeah, the next of waves. Wave. So the next wave, because you know, uh, in the North, restaurants have been muddling along, along by being outside, but as cold weather sets in, they won't have that option so much. So we really do need to get to a point where businesses can get back to conducting uh, the normal routine of events without having to do it out in the parking lot in tents. Um, excuse me. Uh, lastly, we have a presidential election coming up. We'll have a lot more to say about this going forward. Uh, there is really no ultimately compelling case to say who's better, which party is better or worse for the market and the economy going forward. It's very time frame sensitive. What history does show time and time again that is that one year and two year after presidential elections, the market is, market is up the vast majority of the times. Just having the presidential election over and done boost the market because then whether your guy won or man or woman won, your candidate won or lost, you at least get rid of the uncertainty of who's going to be in charge. So once once the market knows who's going to be in charge, it takes away that uncertainty and they can get back to the business of dealing with what they think the situation will be. So as I say, three cautions, three optimistic points, three things we're going to watch for. And uh, it looks to be like it will be a an interesting fall shaping up into the presidential election. So I have to ask, teeter-totter, the three positive, three negatives, which one makes you, which more comfortable? In the short term, I have to lean towards the positive, give the, give the positive technical uh, data um, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, at some point, it, we will get a big hiccup in the road. Uh, but as we all well know, this bull market has been amazingly resilient. No one should expect there to be uh, up and up all the time. We'll see some hiccups along the way. But right now, uh, in the short to intermediate term, uh, we see more, more green flags and red flags. We'll take it. So very good. Okay. Sounds so, good. So, well, thank you. And um, for the viewers, if you need any more information, feel free to uh, contact your Logan representative or visit us at logancapital.com. And as a reminder, this material represents an assessment of the market and economic environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. Forward-looking statements are subject to certain risks and uncertainties. Actual results, performance, or achievements may differ materially from those expressed or implied. Information is based on data gathered from what we believe are reliable sources. It is not guaranteed as to accuracy does not purport to be 
complete and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for investment decisions. It should also not be construed as advice meeting the particular investment needs of any investor. Past performance does not guarantee future results.